As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Centerize Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues! You can't trade Alex Steen. And Regina, or Regina if she were a town in Canada, uh, she responds with, why not Bennington? Real men, you drink pumpkin beer. Get ready to hear some noise tonight! Hi there, everyone. I'm Haley Wickenheiser, and this is Let's Go Blues Radio. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, guys. This is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 46 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, often imitated, but never duplicated totally not assassinated we are the original st louis blues hockey podcast support let's go Blue, support for let's go blues radio is brought to you in part by rockin'thatidlife.com the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your dna and by center ice brewery and centericebrewery.com st louis's first and only hockey themed brewery we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 312 all time. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by Kirk Price. Bill Day is on assignment. Uh, he's actually working with uh, the PR team for the Montreal Canadiens over their recent signing. Uh, <laughs> they need some help. They need yes, some they help do. For your listening pleasure, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues Hockey for the next little while. To interact with the show on social media, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just do a search for us. If you can listen to a podcast, you can certainly search the internet. Have you checked out our Discord server? Blues fans can talk with other Blues fans with either text or voice chat. The three hosts of the show will periodically be in there this summer, especially when any news breaks. For more info, go to letsgoblues.com slash discord. I'll go ahead and break there for a second and say Kurt and I uh, were, were participating in our Discord server earlier today. Uh, we were in there for a couple hours. And uh, speaking with, let's see, I wrote them down. We had Austin, friend of the show, Andrew, and then Miko from Finland join us as well which was a lot of fun talking to him and i think he said it was like 11 o'clock at night his time i think it was like two, one or two o'clock our time so that was uh that was interesting but always fun at discord server so uh the way that we always inform you is on our twitter feed we'll let you know when we're hopping in there but uh yeah it's it's always fun when we do that Kurt, i hope you had a good time with that today i i did it was fun and it was extra special to uh, uh see Miko's um pictures or Miko, not Miko. <laughs> not, not, we do not have Nico no, no. Miko in there. No, no, no. 
he shared some pictures uh, from Finland when the Blues won the cup. Uh, they go, their town goes to a square when the the hockey team, the country's hockey team, wins the championship or whatever, and they go there to celebrate. And uh, he went there at seven in the morning after the Blues won, and uh, went to celebrate. And it was virtually empty. It's in Finland, except for the two or three other blues fans that had went there. So he never, he didn't know who these people were. And he celebrated with the, these three guys and took pictures and uh, he shared the pictures. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. Like you got to think like, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I lived in Dallas for a short period. The Cardinals were in the world series the year I was there. And I thought, what am I going to do if they win? Where am I going to go? You know, like that's for, for that here when dilemma the in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. What do you do? So for me, it was like, if they win, I guess I'll just go out to a bar and celebrate by myself, but that seems weird. (laughs) So I'm glad he was able to celebrate with other blues fans. Yeah. I've told the story before I was at Disney during the uh, game, game five and six. And uh, I I watched game five, loved it. They won, watched game six and I wanted them to win so bad. But on, on the other hand, I was like, it wouldn't be so bad to go back home to celebrate for game seven, which is what happened. So that was great. Yep. Uh, well, folks, we are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. Smash the bell so you'll get notifications when we go live. Uh, Kurt, so we've already kind of talked about our Discord and, and everything going on there. But uh, for me, a big thing has been the Olympics. Uh, that has been on nonstop in my house. Are you guys Olympic people in the Price yeah. House? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things you put on the background. And I, I, when I go to turn the TV on, like if I'm fix, fixing lunch or something and say it's off, I'll turn it on. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch. Oh, Olympics are on, of course. And I feel guilty watching anything else except yeah. the Olympics because I feel like I'm missing something. And yep. so today I watched, I think it was replays because you know, noon today is, is you know, a way different time there. So stuff's recorded. But I watched uh, men's volleyball team uh, playing, I think, Lith- Lithuania. Yep. Uh, I, I saw that. Handling pretty easy. Yeah. Yep. So that was, yeah. I mean, I, of course, you know, I've got the Olympics on and it's just fun to have one in the background. Yeah. Same, same here. So the wife is, it, it, it kind of holds a special place in our heart, uh, especially because my son was born during the 2012 Olympics and um, not to get too deep into things, but he was in the NICU for a while and it was kind of hard on us. So the way we coped was we sat in the waiting room and watched Olympics. We just watched the Olympics the whole time. And so as, as even though that's kind of a more of a painful memory, it does kind of bring out some good things. And uh, yeah, so we, uh, sorry, let me adjust myself here. Um, <laughs> not that way. <laughs> uh, you can do it that way too. I, I mean, I will, I already am. So, you know, that's the plan, but uh but anyway, no, so I, uh, for us, it's it's kind of like a little, I guess, nostalgic going back to when our son was born. So we're, it's on constantly in our house. Um, I have it on. I got a TV right over my shoulder here that when I'm working, I'm watching the Olympics. So it's it's definitely a huge part of our house whenever uh, the, well, I'd say normally when the four years roll around, but now it's the fifth year. Well, I want to wait too long for the next one, the next summer. Yeah, because yeah, three years that'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. So we got you know the the winter is next year, and then two years after that, you know summer again. So not so bad. If yeah, like no, some people hate I them. do. Some people I, do some, hate. I've seen people say that they need to expand, stop doing them. We need to stop. 
I get, well, man. I hate the Olympic Committee as much as anyone. They yeah, are a bunch of that's... fucking jackholes. But, man, the Olympics themselves, I love them. I, I can't get yeah. enough of them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and, and the, 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 it'd be nice if they could spread it out like across an entire country. And I know a lot of, a lot of some events are spread out. But if they were to host it in, say, the U.S., you know, have, have some events in one state, some in another state, spread across the entire country, and granted, it's a it's a big country, but still, you, for the you could you could do that, and then you could then you wouldn't have to have one city put the burden on one city to or mostly one city to just provide and build all these venues and spend all this money. And they say that the cities lose tons of money when they host the Olympics. They just, it's not even close. They just they, they're in the debt like millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, a billion plus dollars uh, after the. Olympics. So it'd be nice if they could spread that out across the country. So, you know, some events could be perfect here, some there. Uh, so places wouldn't have to build as much stuff. Yeah. It and makes you wonder why money. it makes you wonder why so many places are always bidding to to host the Olympics when you all, all you hear about is the the teardown and the, the terribleness yeah. afterward. There are entire stadiums that don't get used after the Olympics are done. They, they'll build them and they don't use them. They're abandoned. It's it's crazy. Rio. Rio is a perfect example. Uh, they've there's they've a, got full stadiums that haven't even been used since five years ago. Wasn't there one in Brazil? Uh, I think it was a soccer stadium uh, that they built uh, or somewhere. It's in like the middle of the jungle. I think it was and the World Cup that you're talking about. Maybe that was, but it's in the middle of the jungle, and they and not they, they can't get to it. It's yeah. banned. No one uses it. It was it was it was like six games were hosted there, and that was it. And they and now they can't get to it, and it's just abandoned. It's just waste. Yep. Yep. Cleared out all those yeah. trees for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so let's get into some announcements for the show. Uh, we actually have a listener call out here. We already had a couple call outs for listeners, but this one's a little more important. F117 Nighthawk. We know you're listening. Uh, we just wanted to give you a nice call out for uh, upcoming your upcoming thesis defense. Uh, looks like your PhD defense is three weeks from Thursday, so we all wish you good luck. And uh, as Kurt said on Twitter, we know you'll crush it. So, congrats. <laughs> uh, she's a uh, she's pretty smart. I mean, she uh, she worked for NASA. Uh, she coaches a semi pro team, uh, men's team, baseball team. So, I mean, it's it's, 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 all, it's you know multifaceted, multi talented, uh, pretty smart person. So I'm sure she'll do fine. Yep. I have all the faith in the world. And she's going to be visiting in October, so we'll have to uh, buy her a couple beers to congratulate yeah. her on her defense. Yeah. Um, Center Ice. Be a good place to hang Oh, out. for sure. Yeah, it's a great spot. Anybody ever been to Center Ice? Huh? Good spot. Center Ice Brewery? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, well, f- official beer, speaking of, of getting beers, uh, official beers of episode number 312. Remember, you can follow all of us on the Untapped app. Uh, again, not a sponsor of the show, but just a great app that we all like to use to, to share what beer we're drinking. Uh, Kurt's at C Price 12. I'm J Ponder 94. Bill is at, uh, Billy Blue Note 33. Kurt, go ahead and lead us off. What are you drinking tonight? I brought back an oldie but a goodie. Um, one of my, uh, stock, some of my stock from last season, the, uh, peanut butter chocolate absence of light, uh, milk stout. From uh, four hands. Uh, in in my, you know absence of light in tribute to the absence of moves that the Blues oh had, uh, made today. Absence of I like it. 
<laughs> uh, well, mine is uh, I'm drinking the uh, Leinen Kugel Summer Shandy, and uh, it's a great beer. Just a good. Boo. Yeah, I got booed for that on Twitter, basically. By the way, Matt Kyle, if you're listening, friend of mine, screw you. This is a great beer. You can suck it. It's a good beer. It's a great it's beer. A, it's a summer beer. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what is a, yeah, summer say? shandy. It's the ultimate summer beer to me. This and uh, really the good. the Forehands one, has a, they have a really good summer brew, too. I can't remember the name of it, but it uh, might just be the summer lager. Uh, but anyway, uh, summer shandy's summer great. Lager? I think that's right. For, I'm about it, to look it's not up. called a summer lager, is it? It's called a. They've got well, they've got those heart, those seltzers now, and they've got the uh, those uh, those vodka spirits drinks too that are summery. I'm gonna find it. Maybe it's there. not even them. I don't know. Uh, full. I like the full life a lot. Maybe that's what I'm full life's good. Of. Full life's good. That's a lager. Your your classic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So. Um. Good, good summer beer, and my tie-in with that is it's summer. So, Kurt, yours was a little better, but uh, well, hey, it's I, well, summer. <clears throat> maybe the name ties in better, but the, the milk stouts don't taste that great when it's hot outside. That is true. I, I actually remember I had a, uh, I had that exact beer, not not the beer in your hand, but that type of beer uh, <laughs> that I had it saved over the summer, and I I pulled it out on a warm day. I was sitting outside after I mowed mm. the grass, and I took a sip, and I was like. Nope, this that's, ain't. Nope, <laughs> this one's not like, going to work today. <laughs> yeah, it's like Anchorman. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Speaking uh, of heat, uh, I just walked out in my garage a second ago. Why is it that garages, it's like not cool to insulate a garage and keep it cool in the summer? Keep it warm. My dad did. Why is that? My dad it, always did. I know you can do it, but hardly anyone does, and. Oh, it's wasted space. You never go in there. You don't have to heat the gar- uh, cool the garage. I don't go in my utility room ever. Why do we cool that? I, well, certain rooms I don't go in hardly ever in my house. I yeah, don't like, go in my son's cool room. Why do, why do I insulate that? <laughs> I would love for my garage to be cool in the summer and, and warm in the winter. That would be fantastic. Getting in the car in the morning, uh, especially in the winter. I don't know why people don't do that more often. I mean, it, it costs a little more, but so what? Insulate the garage door insulate, you know, so it seals up real nice. Walls, ceiling, attic, just make it make it happen. Make it so. Can't be that much I, more. I wonder if my dad did it because I think that's where he liked to go to get away from us because we were so noisy. <laughs> so it was like in the middle of the summer, even middle of the day, it was like, yeah. oh, I can still go out to the garage and not die from heat exhaustion. See, that's smart. That's, I mean, because mm-hmm. I walked out there just now. I was like, oh, my God, it's hot in there. Yeah, and it's what it was it? It was nine o'clock at night. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, I took a work like, call today, and for some reason, my head was like, "Go out to the garage instead of going to the basement." And I went out into the garage. Mm. I'm like, "Oh God, I hope this call ends very quickly." I mean, I'm glad I have. I'm glad my the wall against my garage is apparently insulated very well because you walk inside, it's 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 nice and cool, but the, the garage itself is not. It's like walking into a a soup sauna. It's awful. Yeah, sauna. Yeah. Yep, I hear you. Well, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History account. You can follow him on Twitter there. Uh, July 28th, 2021 is today's date. But July 28th, 1995, the St. Louis Blues signed Shane Corson of the Edmonton Oilers to a five-year offer sheet and uh, obviously became a big part of that 95-96 team that uh, was the Gretzky year. So uh, interesting day in Blues history. Yeah, became the Blues captain, too, and then gave it up when Gretzky came. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then uh, also I want to add, um, it was, I think it was ninety, was it ninety four? The Shanahan Pronger trade. That was actually the day before. That was July twenty seventh. Uh, I think it was was it? I think it was ninety four or ninety five. Um, and uh, yeah, and so that was just part of STL Blues uh, History's tweets the day before. But thought we should mention it. That was kind of an important day in Blues history. You know, speaking of, uh, I mentioned that Corson had the C for the captaincy and gave it up to Gretzky when he came over. You know, at the time I was like, oh yeah, he'll give Gretzky the C. But, you know, being a part of you know, this show and, and analyzing things a whole lot more than I you know, probably used to, um, that's kind of weird to a new guy getting the C. I know it's Wayne Gretzky, greatest player of all time by far. I, I get it. But it's just like, that's it's going to be weird for him. He doesn't know the room, you know. Yeah. It's kind of odd, kind of kind of yeah. weird. I, I, I'm, I think that'd have been to give somebody the seal like that right off the bat is sure it's an honor. I get it, but I don't know if I would. I don't know if I'd do that. Today. I don't. I don't know if we we would ever see it again. To be honest, uh, Tavares waited a year before he got the C in Toronto, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's a weird thing to be handed to because you got. I mean, you got to know the team, right? To know the room, yeah. know the. I don't know. You, you you already have everyone's respect. I understand that part, but it's just kind of weird. I misspoke, by the way. So the Pronger-Shanahan trade was actually 95. So this was, I guess, kind of the way... This was probably the plan by Mike Keenan, right? Get rid of Shanahan, get Pronger, and then go get another power forward in Shane Corson the next day. So that's exactly what happened. I mean, I I, I like Shane Corson. He was a... Oh, I'm trying to remember back. I, I mean, I don't. I remember him not being quite as productive uh, on the score sheet as uh, uh, he had hoped to be uh, with us. But um, I liked him. You know, he's a tough yeah. nails guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of his too. Mm-hmm. July 28th, 2000, St. Louis Blues named Chris Kerber the radio play-by-play announcer and Kelly Chase as the radio analyst. That was a team that I loved. I am still a huge Kerber fan, friend of the show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Chasers moved on to other things, but you can still follow him on Twitter. Still as funny as ever. <laughs> and controversial. Yep. Uh, July 28th, 2013, former St. Louis Blues players Bernie Federko and Red Berenson were inducted into the Saskatchewan Hockey Hall of Fame. And one more, July 28th, 2019, St. Louis Blues hosts the 2019 Stanley Cup Champions movie premiere at Stiefel Theater. Did you attend that? Know, didn't I didn't. No, no, I didn't. I did not. No. Did Bill? I thought one of us went. I, I thought one of us did. Maybe it was Bill. Might have been uh, Bill. No, I didn't. Go, I was going to. I didn't get over there to, uh, to watch it. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Go ahead. Is that, is that the one they released on DVD later? No? I think that is it. Yeah, pretty but, sure. But they had, but Pang was there, Chase was there. Hall yeah, Bell, yeah, they yeah. They had, yeah, they had it. Hall doing a yep. the Q and A thing. Yeah. Yep. 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 That was, yeah, I remember wanting to go, but for some reason I couldn't. Um, and I'll add uh, real quick one more. Uh, so tomorrow, July 29th, when the show probably debuts for podcasters, that is my son's birthday. So happy ninth birthday hey. to Shay. Happy birthday, Shay. Yep. Looking forward to that. Gonna, gonna get him a good old ice cream cake, which is pretty much his favorite oh. thing in the world. Uh, Dairy Queen or somewhere else? Oh, DQ. You got to go DQ, yeah, they're, right? They're, they're, I mean, they're fantastic. They're so good. And they've never changed. Uh, how, how long they've been, <laughs> they've been, they've had them. They've always been exactly the same, and they're fantastic. Yep. It's just a combination of the, 
Now, do you go with the log or the cake? Oh, I get the cake. Yeah, the sheet cake. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean the 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 whipped cream like border, and then the the fudge mm-hmm. and the cookie uh, center, the layer in the middle. It's it's so just, it can't be beat. It's too good. Yeah, it's, you can't. <laughs> why change? Don't you know? Don't fix what isn't broken. And that ice cream cake has been the same. I think since they released it, probably. How long have they had that now? Thirty years? Oh God! I mean, since, I remember time. being a kid and getting it and thinking it was fantastic. And I'm 36, oh, and it has not changed a bit, which is perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go talking about uh, yummy, delicious treats to our sponsors, <laughs> who are all about helping making you healthy. RockinThatIDLife.com. <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, you. Put that energy drink down. Don't you know that common energy drinks contain high levels of caffeine and other harmful ingredients that can lead to increased blood pressure and heart rhythm disturbances? Finding that energy you need for everyday activities doesn't need to put your health at risk. ID Life's energy formula doesn't use artificial ingredients or a massive dose of caffeine. Energy's caffeine levels are released slowly over time, allowing for longer periods of energy without crash, not to mention keeping your heart safe. Energy also includes neurotransmitters for mood, focus, memory, and cognitive function. ID Life also added antioxidants associated with brain health for no reason besides perfection. With rockin'thatidlife.com, you can get an energy boost and leave the heart risk behind. Text Dustin at 636-393-8745 or visit rockin'thatidlife.com and throw those gas station energy drinks in the garbage. That's 636-393-8745 and rockin'thatidlife.com and tell Dustin Dustin, that let's go blues radio sent you. Uh, so pretty big, uh, big show here, folks. We got a lot to get to, uh, with it being July 28th, not normally the case. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, with, with the COVID years in front of us, or actually, I guess behind us, uh, we, uh, we've, we've definitely had to push some, uh, we as hockey fans have had to push things back uh, a couple weeks here and there. So this is a very, very big show here, folks. First, we will get. Uh, we'll go through kind of what a uh, what you would for a normal calendar. Uh, we'll start quickly with the NHL entry draft, which took place uh, last Friday. Uh, so before we get into the draft itself and who the Blues took, uh, there was a big trade. We have a trade to announce. Which, by the way, the, the when there we, when there was we, a trade, did you notice he didn't say that this year? We have a trade to announce. Yeah, he no. didn't say it this year. There was, I think, two trades in the middle of the first round, and neither one did he say that. And I'm like, come on, man. That's like your catchphrase. That's the one everybody well, we likes that, to hear you say. If we were prepared, you know, we have that sound clip. We have a trade to announce, and then the whole crowd boos. Yep. And then he says, I think you're going to want to hear this. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's That was one of my favorites. That was a good one. Uh, so the Blues traded Sammy Blay, 2019 Stanley Cup winner, and a 2022 second-round pick to the New York Rangers for Pavel Buchnevich. Uh Buchnevich is 26. He was set to become a restricted free agent with arbitration rights. Uh, last year, he had 20 goals and 28 assists in 54 games. And uh, he also, uh, just yesterday, go ahead and get to this now, because uh, we'll talk about this as a whole, signed a four-year, $23.2 million contract on Tuesday. So uh, Blues acquire a stud left, or I'm sorry, right wing. Did say in his interview today, though, that he can play left wing, but pretty clear he likes the right side, which is fine with me. I think that the Blues are 
definitely wanting some some help on the right side, especially if Tarasenko goes. But uh, Kirk, go ahead and tell me your thoughts on this trade. I think I know what you'll say, but uh, still exciting times here in St. Louis. What's not to like? I mean, uh, if this trade had happened today, um, Blues Nation wouldn't be upset at all right now, which is kind of funny. Just just because it happened last week, um, what's the difference, right? But uh, no, I, I by far got by far the better player in this mm-hmm. deal. Uh, New York just didn't want to uh, pay Bushnevich, um, I guess, and they took Blay, who is a fine player, but Blay is a bottom six guy. Uh, I like Blay mm-hmm. for the role he plays. I, I like him a lot, but uh, he's a bottom six guy. Um, uh, Jay Fresh Hockey on Twitter uh, kind of broke it down. Uh, you know, simply and, and, and effectively, he goes, Bushnevich acquired by St. Louis is a top-end first-line winger who has been consistently strong through the last three seasons with great results at both ends of the ice. He's got, you know, advanced stats that show. He's got stuff that uh, to back up his opinion there. And then he goes on to uh, say that Sammy Belay, acquired by the Rangers, went on a big shooting bender this season in small minutes, but is otherwise an unremarkable defensive-minded bottom six winger, which is fair. So, uh, yeah, I mean, when you see the other team's fans pissed off at the trade that is made with your team, uh, just makes you smile uh, at the return you got because Bushnevich is not even – it's so much better than Blay. I mean, if you if you project out his points from last season over a full season, something like 72 points uh, he was projected to get over a full season. So uh, – and Blay is, what, half that player? So mm-hmm. – Win-win. I mean, I love it. Uh, I'd love to see the Blues do more, though. Well, and you you made the comment that, um, you know, when you see other fans get pissed on the other team, you know, that that's a, that puts a smile on your face. How about Artemi, Artemi Panarin? One of the best wingers in the league yeah. came out and seemed very against this trade uh, in an interview in The Athletic. Uh, so that right there tells you that that's a, that's a huge loss for the Rangers. And I agree. I Listen. Sammy Blay, I'm not kidding when I say this, one of my favorite players on that cup team. Uh, just I love players that can plug in anywhere in the lineup. I'm not trying to make a reference to um, St. Louis loving fourth liners. I like utility players. I like guys that you can put on your first line and on the fourth line, and they're effective either way. And I think like a, Sammy like Blay. A, like a Zach Sanford kind of guy. Yeah, like a Zach Sanford, easily <laughs> one of the, the best premier utility players in the league. Right. Uh, right. Hopefully other teams are listening sure. to this podcast right now. Sure. Uh, right. But Take but no, I, uh, I'm i a huge Sammy Blay fan, and I am I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he has a long NHL career. I hope he comes out and becomes a 20-goal guy for the, for the Rangers, and I will still smile that the Blues got rid of him uh, because I think this is a great trade for them. Buchnevich is exactly what they needed on the wing. Again, mostly a right wing, but can play the left side. Uh, he's a first. He's a first liner, like you said. I mean, this is a guy that. Um, let's just put it like this: if he's on your second line, you've got a hell of a top six. And and uh, he's a guy that's got good hands. He likes to go to the net. Uh, just a, a solid player all around. And uh, this was everyone was saying steal. Uh, this was another uh, a steal from the Blues general manager. I, I I hope they're right. I feel like right away with the O'Reilly and the Shen trades, it was this was a steal. 
But that's also because the Blues were were getting rid of just bad contracts in order to get those players. Yeah, Blay wasn't a bad contract. He's a fine player. But yeah. this was definitely an upgrade. So I don't want to say it's oh, a steal sure. just yet. But I do think, you know, when you when you rate a trade five, ten years in the future, the first thing you ask is, who's the best player in the trade? I think hands down, that's definitely going to be Buchnevich. Absolutely. And, and and to compare it to acquiring O'Reilly for uh, Berglund, uh, Sabotka, and Tage Thompson, I, I, that is one of the biggest steals of all time in the NHL. Yeah. You know, especially, I mean, at the time it was, at the time it was a huge steal. And then now hindsight, looking back on it, it's an even bigger steal because of, you know, uh, O'Reilly went on to uh, MVP, the cup, this cup team. Uh, and you look at where Berglund's career is now, Sabotka and Thompson. I mean, just nothing panned out for Buffalo. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's not even a, that's not even a, in the same ballpark comparison because it's just a, one of the greatest trades of all time in my opinion. Uh, Derek in the uh, YouTube chat says, if Bushnevich uh, was a UFA today, would we have had to spend more about the same or less? Oh, I think it's more. It's always more. Yeah, right? because you got more teams bidding. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. uh, I think, I think had the Blues decided to lock up Jaden Schwartz or if, I don't know whose call that was. We'll get to that in a little bit. But had the the conversation been, let's have, make sure this happens by let's say April first. Blues aren't signing him to five point five million. He's going for less, um, just because I don't think his value is that high. But and it's the same with with many players that signed today. Uh, Michael Delzato, Stanley Cup winner with the St. Louis Blues, signed a, a two year four million dollar contract today. He doesn't get that. If it's right before training camp, he's getting a PTO at that point. Uh, you know, so it's it. Yes, I think it's always going to be higher in free agency. Uh, you mentioned Schwartz. Uh, I I mean, he got a raise from a slight season. raise, and but yes, slight raise. And I went back and I listened to a little bit of our postseason show when we talked about you know UFAs and and Schwartz is one of them, obviously, and. and uh, Talked about you know what he might get uh, as a free agent if we were to resign him. I was like, I mean, it's got to be less. He, he's he's not he can't get a raise for over what no. he's done uh, recently. So I uh, and uh, I think what five five point two five point three he made something like that. So uh, he went us. to yeah he was at five point three five with us got a and that's AAV by the way that's his cap hit. Yes, right. uh and then with uh with the signing today it's at five point five. See to bring him back I would have said four max four max for the blues. Oh for sure. Max. Yeah I I honestly and and maybe it's a different situation and I you know what we'll get to we'll get to Jaden Schwartz in a couple minutes let's uh right. let's hold that. But uh, let's go ahead and get real quick to the draft picks. Kurt, let me just go ahead and ask before I start listing any of these guys off, anything you want to say about these guys other than our generic, you know, hey, we don't know, let's see how they pan out kind of talk? I mean, nobody really knows. You know, it's a, yeah. you, you draft and you hope. Um, even the scouts, I mean, they scout these guys and they can say what they do well now it's, you know, and to project out to what they're going to do, uh, you know, two, three years from now, four years from now. Yep, uh, it's tough. You just you, you you draft based on the best player available, in my opinion. Uh, and you don't, you don't, these are the best. Think, yeah, oh, I don't even think you draft based on need because no. these guys, especially in the first round, until three 
for yeah, oh, three, four years from now. Unless you're unless you're drafting like right at the top, and that's almost set anyway. But if you've, you know, it, it, these guys aren't going to be sniffing an NHL roster for three, four years at least. So, I mean, who knows what the need is will be at that time? So, I, I don't think you draft based on need, especially, you know, where we're picking. So. Yeah, and you think about like David Perron. He was a complete anomaly uh, to step in. I think he was drafted, what, 24th or 26th uh, the year the Blues took him, and he stepped in the next year and was automatically a a mainstay for the Blues. That's not common. Um, I think Andrew Shaw had a crazy, what was he like? He was like a fifth-round pick, and he stepped in the next year. I mean, there's... There's guys that do that, and it's amazing when they do, but that's why it's always noted because it never happens unless you're like a top three pick. So it's uh, it's always impressive when it does happen. So I agree. You don't know what your need's going to be in three to five years when these guys are going to start coming up and, and making a challenge to make the team. And it's interesting. It's interesting to to read – you know the strengths of a player and the and the and the and the analysis the, the the you know the eliteprospects.com whatever it's called you know to, to go down there and kind of read you know about the player and who you who you got oh okay so they project him as a you know a third line guy kind of thing at best um but the, and shoot back in the day a number of years ago bill came over and used to come over and we would we would i i had things printed out like a, a draft analysis of all the you know the top 100 players and we would sit down and watch the draft, and we'd look, we'd just read about, you know, each time a player was drafted, we'd, we'd read up on him. It was interesting, but I don't don't do it anymore. But it was fun. Yeah, I, I uh, no, I'm I'm with you, and, and I mean, I used to do the media thing. I went to two drafts in my time, and at that point, it was okay. I have to like really dive deep and get to know these guys and uh, see who fits with the Blues. But at the end of the day, I mean, I. I was the one, I don't know if anybody remembers, that uh, I was all for drafting Ivan Barbashev with the Robbie Fabry pick. And uh, when they picked Fabry, I said, yeah, it's a great pick, but I would have preferred Barbashev. Well, lo and behold, they go out in the second round with the pick they got from Edmonton, uh, and they picked up Barbashev, and I think it was number 33. So, you know, and yes, Barbashev turned out to be a great player, but he easily could have turned out to be a guy who played three years over here and then decided to go over to the KHL. You know, you, you never know what's going to happen with these guys. Uh, so real quick, we'll go through the Blues draft picks. Uh, first round, number 17, uh, Zach Bulduke went. He's a center or a winger. Uh, also, he's not to be confused with Alexander Bulduke, who was the Blues' fourth round, 127th overall pick in 2003. Did that name, when they picked him, did you have one of those, wait a minute, Bulduke? Did you have that moment? Because I definitely did. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the first thing that I'm like, wait a minute, didn't they draft here, somebody named Bull Duke before? Here's the deal. Well, yeah, first that, but also with a last name like Bull Duke, he's not going to play for us. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, I mean, I, 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 there's just something about that last name is not going to make the NHL on this team. He may play for somebody else, but he's not going to be just Zach. I cannot see. Yes. Zach Balduk is penciled in uh, as a starting, you know, on a right wing uh, or uh, on third line uh, in, in for the blues. I just don't see it happening. It seems like a name that is not conducive to play in the NHL. 
That'd be the most the most shallow analysis ever. Let's but yeah, just, let's let's timestamp like, this. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't sound like a let's name. Let's timestamp like seven. So July twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the time of the show, but <laughs> Kurt Price is already making his claim that Zach Bolduke will never wear a Blues jersey in a regular season game. No. He'll get moved, and he'll 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 uh, have a. And he's basing that off his last name, folks. <laughs> it's, it, you know what? If 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 Ottawa were to have drafted him, oh yeah, he'll play for a team like he, Ottawa. He, shit, he he's, play tomorrow. He's, yeah, <laughs> right. He's not going to play for us. He'll get moved, um, and Ottawa will take him. So, uh, real quick uh, notes on Bulduk. Um, Bulduk's. Uh, this is by the way. These uh, notes all come from Elite Prospects, which is a great site. Give you a little analysis on these players. Um, Bulduk's tools give him the upper hand in downhill battles. When defenders stand flat-footed or rush him, he dangles through them with rapid stick-handling motions. And when given an open shooting lane, he can take a couple of steps, kick a leg back, and sling pucks past the goalie. So basically, he's a shooter. He's a guy that likes to score. Uh, what are you What are you giggling at? I, there, there's some comments about what I said in YouTube chat. Uh, I'm ben shocked. H- Ben H301 says, what does the last name have to do with anything? What? That makes zero sense. <laughs> I'm mostly joking. <laughs> it's just in my mind, I hear Bull Duke. I'm like, that's not a name we're going to see. <laughs> and, uh, and then I think Brian you're basing says, it off the draft pick that I brought up earlier. Alexander Bull Duke. <laughs> that guy never played for the Blues. And point noted. He never played for us. Uh, that was fourth round, though. But still. And then Brian Riggleman says, I'm sorry, am I watching Don Cherry right now? Oh! <laughs> Which... Well played, You got to wear this, the Good crazy call. suit jacket. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, my, I've got, I got the uh, the blues they make me drink shirt on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm most, mostly 98% joking here. But it's just, it's just what popped into my head when, <laughs> when the name was said, when it was announced. I'm like, man, it sound like a name doesn't play for us. Well, and I'll say there too, and and real well, you know what? I'm, we're going to say it about all these, but I'll go ahead and jump in now and say this was a pick where right after it was made, you saw the Twitter experts come out and say that's not who I would have taken, and sure. and again because of his last name. <laughs> yes, that had to be it. Uh, no, it. for me, it's just it's it's man these these NHL scouts, and and it's funny because like I still and I used to complain about this live with uh, Mike Pepping on the KSTK show that I did. Uh, when he, com- he used to complain about the Blues picking uh, Eric Johnson over Jonathan Taves. The experts at the time, at the time it yeah. was a consensus. Eric Johnson was number one. You take him number one, no matter what. And it's the same, and it's the same here. Not saying that he was consensus number 17, because that's silly. But the Blues scouting team... They saw more hockey from this guy than anyone you read about on Twitter. So I'm going to trust their judgment that they know the pick they're making. And and clearly, they know more than anyone you'll read who's tweeting about it. He was uh, the uh, CS rank. North American ranking was number 17. Um, and the uh, the hockey writers ranking was number 41 for, uh, for Zachary Balduk. Six foot one, 175 pounds. So, well, uh, next pick was in the third round, number 71 overall, Simon Robertson, a right wing. Uh, Blues actually traded with the San Jose Sharks to move up 10 picks in the third round just to make this pick. 
Uh, quick notes on him. He pushes his top hand from his body and fully engages the lever motion down force on a stick for a mechanically clean shot with plenty of zip and accuracy. Robertson couples that shot with savvy off-the-puck timing to make him a consistent scoring threat in the offensive zone. And this comes from um, Blues, uh, the, the head the head of scouting now. I forgot his first name. Feltrin's his last name. God damn it. I should have put that in here. Uh, Robertson was a player we were comfortable paying a price to acquire. We believe in his abilities. He's a good, hard-driving winger. We did not feel we wanted to risk him slipping through. And from all accounts that I saw from, from actual scouts, from people who are in the know, who actually make scouting reports based off seeing these guys play live. Uh, they all said this was a great pick for the St. Louis blues and we will be seeing him in an NHL Jersey one day soon. Yeah. I, I, I saw some comments from some people that um, uh, predicted that you'll see him before you see Balduk. It's because of the name. I would say there's a few comments in the chat. Uh, ben H301 says the, uh, the fake NHL insider Twitter people act like they could be a better GM than Doug Armstrong. That's a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is accurate. Uh, a lot of people out there uh, uh, think they know best. Um, he also said uh, Robertson was projected to go 11th by central Europe scouts. Or something, so it's a big steal in his opinion too. So, yeah, Swedish, go. right? Is that, that right? sounds like a name that we'd see in a Blues uniform one day to me? Simon Robertson, yeah, Swedish it's a, hockey it's player. Double S, it's a double S. Yeah, that's that definitely it what it is. <laughs> no, this was uh, so. This was a trade that, uh, or I'm sorry, a pickup that uh, everyone was buzzing about. So very exciting. Hopefully, we see this kid, uh, you know, in camp soon and, and see what he can bring. Um, so fifth round, uh, blues pick number 145, Tyson Galloway, who's a defenseman. Uh, the skating translates to rush defense where Galloway usually drives the puck carrier to the perimeter before pivoting and erasing them along the boards. Lots of off puck activation with some in motion passes and give and go type plays. Uh, so I'll say with defenseman as this was the only defenseman the blues picked, um, They've apparently been striking gold on defense uh, with their picks. We still are yet to see them really prosper, but Scott Perunovich, um, Tyler Tucker was a guy who was picked in the seventh round, or they're saying could still be an NHL defenseman and has a great upside. So if uh, our scouts are proof of anything, it's apparently that they know how to pick D. So should be interesting to see if uh, this kid ever works his way up at the uh, Blues depth chart. The last pick was our seventh-round pick, number 198, Ivan Vorobiov, uh, who's a uh, right wing. Vorobiov had 21 goals and 29 assists in 50 games with his Russian junior team. The team feels he has good scoring ability and good quickness. Looks like he needs to put on some weight. He'll move up to the VHL, the second division of Russian hockey this season. So there you go. There you have it. There's the four Blues draft picks. But uh, obviously, the biggest news came in the trade of acquiring Pavel Buchnevich last week. You mentioned the Blues striking gold in defense, uh, and I would agree with you. Uh, well, it's, it's two examples right now are uh, Mikola. For I mean, fifth round, uh, just like uh, fifth round, 127th overall. Uh, 
he's an NHL defenseman. Is he? You find a solid NHL player in the fifth round, fantastic. Oh yeah. And then uh, and Wallman. Wallman was undrafted, right? He wasn't drafted. I think that's correct. So I, I, he's not listed here as drafted. And I, I thought that was the case. So uh, again, another good find defensively. But uh, Colton Pareko. Colton Pareko, yeah. Uh, uh, later, not not early round guy. Right. I'm so, sorry, Jake Wallman, 2014 draft, third round, uh, 82nd overall. Really? Okay, because they because yeah. the uh, hockey reference doesn't have his. Oh, there it is. Okay, it was hidden for some reason. You're right. Yeah, he was yeah, drafted. And then um, let's also not forget. Um, you talk about Edmondson? undrafted. Well, Edmondson, of course, but uh, undrafted. Pateri Lindbaum. I know he didn't really pan yeah. out. But there was about two years there where Blues players and and uh, the team and management thought he was going to be a staple on the Blues defense. So clearly, this draft team, these scouts, they know what they're doing with defensemen. So interesting right. to see Galloway what he could maybe progress into. Yep. Nice little steal in the fifth round if he can pan out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Kurt, you were not here last week for the expansion draft. Um, so clearly, Seattle made some noise today and uh, leading up to free agency. But since you weren't here last week, let's go ahead and take a quick little interlude. Let's call it Kurt's interlude. Curterlude. Uh, Curterlude? Curterlude. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like something I could get, in, get an ointment for or something. <laughs> so what did, you, what did you think of Seattle's drafted team, and what did you think of the Blues losing Vince Dunn in that draft? Uh, I, I, I thought that the Seattle's drafted team left a lot to be desired. <laughs> I thought they passed on a lot of talent. Uh, it didn't make, I don't, I don't, whatever, but, uh, uh, losing done was expected. I mean, that's the, the, the guy we, we projected they were going to take the whole way right from the very beginning. And then, uh, and of course there was speculation that when Tarasenko was left exposed and all of a sudden, Oh, Tarasenko, they could take him. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I, 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 I didn't, I, I, I'm probably the biggest Vince Dunn fan on this show. I don't know. Maybe I'm not, but I, I like Dunn a lot, uh, and I, I hated to lose him. But uh, I, I think that was a good pick by Seattle to take him. I think he's going to be – I mean, he was cheap. Um, he's dynamic. Uh, his ceiling's high. Uh, he's young. What's, I mean, that's a great pick for, for, the, for, the, for the Kraken. Yeah. Um, and again, if you want to hear what Bill and I thought, uh, we did a live show right after the expansion draft last week. So make sure you tune in, check that out on our thoughts, uh, on what the, the Kraken did, but spoiler alert for a past episode. Is that even a thing? Uh, I agree with you on Vince Dunn. I think that was the right move for them, especially with the defenseman, the other defenseman they took, they went really young. And, uh, I think, uh, Vince Dunn being kind of an anchor there on that defensive core. I think that's the way to go for them. Yeah, I, I I like the defense. Um, the uh, Ben H uh, three hundred one. Uh, circling back to the uh, defense talk, I think Wallman is really underrated. Um, I agree. I think I think Wallman is uh, looked fantastic. Uh, yeah, good puck mover. Um, just I mean, he makes plays. Um, really hope that he gets a regular shift. I'd much rather see him play than you know Bertuzzo, even though Bertuzzo is a, a nice PK guy. Uh, but uh, anytime you can get a dynamic player in there uh, in, in, instead of <laughs> Bertuzzo, I mean, you're going to upgrade. So, uh, and even Scandella, you know, play, play Wallman, uh, you know, every easily, you know, have uh, a Scandella. Was Scandella make, makes three and a quarter million? Is that what he makes? Four million? No. 
What's I think it? it's three three and a quarter sounds right. Let me look. Let's see here. Three and a quarter. Scandella. By the way, TSN. Three to quarter, <laughs> three two, 3.275 prices right rules. I would that's a pretty good pretty good guess. That's good. Good job. Yeah. TSN yeah. has uh Brian Elliott listed on their free agent tracker as going to the Ducks. He's, that is not correct. He signed where do you, he signed uh, uh Tampa. Uh, Tampa. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I mean, uh so TSN, if you're listening, update your shit. <laughs> um there's a lot going on, Jeff. Give him a break. I know, I know, I know. They all can't be as spick and span as Let's Go Blues Radio, right? No, a few are. Yeah, few, few yeah are. exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, talking about HL free agency. Um, yes, the Blues were quiet today after the Booch David trade. And then, by the way, did you not love Armstrong's comments after that trade when he was talking to the media and he said, like, we're not done, stay tuned? Yeah. Like, oh, I just, I <laughs> ate that shit up. I was like, fucking A, Dougie. Go after yeah. it, buddy. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it. I've got a lot to say about today. Um, you have a lot to say? About, I mean, about today in particular. I, I, okay, I mean, you want, you want to do this now? Because... <laughs> Well, I, real I, quick, let's let's jump into uh, so the Blues are quiet today. They're one of two teams who did nothing, no signings at all. The other team being the New York Islanders. Uh, there were 140, and these stats are courtesy Kurt pulling these up. So thank you for that, Kurt. 140 signings uh, totaling 272 years in contracts, more than 260 million in cap hits, and 760 million plus in actual dollars. A lot of money, but again, Blues and Islanders, only two teams who did nothing today. Credit where credit is due there. Those numbers came from Luke Korak. So. Okay. Well, there you go. Friend of the show, Luke Korak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who I think uh, a little teaser we're going to be having back on here in a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Somebody. Good did guy. You see on Twitter today, um, <laughs> uh he suggested you know with the uh calgary uh signed uh blake coleman uh, coleman yeah signed coleman and korak speculated you know just threw it out there and said hey maybe now with the acquisition of coleman the flames might be more inclined to trade kachuk now you know if they weren't before and uh, he was just putting out there, and somebody replied you know ha lol blues fans flames aren't trading kachuk and Korak responded to him and goes, Blues fan, question mark. I cover the team, asshat. I didn't call him asshat, but yeah, I'm sure he's thinking it. Because I cover the team for the for NHL.com. And I'm like, that's funny. That's yeah. Hilarious. No, I love that. I he is he man, he's uh he's feisty. That's what I like about him the most. He's so yeah. funny to watch yeah. on social media. Yeah, I think his patience for uh stuff like that is like non-existent <laughs> which over the years i mean jesus that just again the short time that i was in the media the shit that i would get for uh, just a game story or a tweet even yeah it it gets old pretty fucking quick so i don't blame him for as long as he's been in the business so so no moves today for the blues uh yet it's 10 12 <laughs> but um uh, you know what? Okay, so and I mentioned earlier on the show that if the Bushnevich trade today or happened today, that um, you know the 
the army would be like, hey, make it a nice move. Okay, what else we got? He wouldn't be. Well, and, and let's face it, too. The the I think a, a large majority of people would say, finally, army did something. Right. Because <laughs> that means right. he wouldn't have done anything last week. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and you know what? Uh, OK, so the big fish was Landis Gog. And he was wasn't even on the table to be taken because he was signed last night. So, yeah, there's a couple names they could have went after and could have got, but it's like I mean, there was a there was a pretty hefty price tag on a lot of these guys, and it's you're gonna you may be overpaying for people if you want to bring back a Hoffman. You're you're I mean, they were supposedly 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 in on Hoffman. Uh, Did they but, go to the zoo? You know, but my, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly uh, Montreal <laughs> offer more money and uh, he signed for 4.5 with Montreal. So and I guess they're offering him maybe like the same four or I don't know. So, or, or a little less than that, but uh, which would have been fair to me. And four, I think 4.5 is a fair number for, for Hoffman. I'm not, I, I like that number for Montreal, Yeah, but would I have done five for Hoffman? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. No. So it's like, okay, I mean, that's fine. But but I, I get it, though. You can't just keep letting everybody go because you don't want to pay this or that. You know, Schwartz goes. Schwartz is overpaid. I'm almost positive of it. Um, oh, He got yes. a raise when we talked about, you know, in our post, uh, postseason uh, wrap-up show that, that he, he he needed to make a lot more to come back, about a lot less to come back for us. And that didn't happen. So, okay, that's fine. Good riddance. Um, Bozak is... He didn't sign. No, he's still a free no. agent. No, so uh, you know, and he's he's he might come back for. Didn't they say he? No, they said he was out, right, for the Blues. No, Somebody they did not said, say that. Well, okay, he's I he's thought, testing the market basically. He's, right, that's what it was. He because they 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 were they apparently a deal was on the table for one year for Bozak. And I could honestly, I could see him circling back to the Blues and saying, "I got this offer. Can you guys match it?" I really could. Yeah. I think him and Molly love it here in St. Louis. Yeah, well, I mean, it's obvious he likes it here. Um, but he'd have to make a lot of less, too. I, I mean, we're talking like, you know, a couple million. I mean, he signed for four, right? He was at four million mm-hmm. per. Was it? I thought it was more than that. I thought it was like five. I thought he got four. Uh, uh, well, you look it up. I would I'll say, what, what number? I mean, even now, after all these guys, we've seen some of these guys go off the table. What's your number for five Tyler Bozak? He was at five? He meant, he Holy five. shit. So what's know, your number know, for him? Right. For Bozak? And you know what? The service Two. he gave the Blues, I'm more than happy for that $5 million a year. Yeah, no, we he, want to come. He earned I, it. I, I, have, I have no issues with any anybody that was signed prior to the Cup season to that helped win the Cup. That was worth it to me. Uh, the way I that I see that, it, too, with, with the Bozak, and, and not to look back into the past too much, but... With a Bozak making five million, you got to look at uh, the fact that Carl Gunnarsson took a pay cut to stay here, uh, and then Pat Maroon, the year he was here when they won the cup, he was making probably less than anybody would have expected him to make at that point. So yeah, it took a while. Really, it all kind of balanced here. out in a way. Remember that it took a while for him to sign here. The rumors were like going on, and it took days and days for him to, that to finally happen. Yep. <sighs> Yeah. So I mean and, and if I mean I'm at like two million on Bozak, I guess. I'd probably go up to two point five. Two point five. I think I, mean, I think getting him as your third line center, 
Uh, and then, you know, obviously a makeshift second line center if you have injuries. But he's 84 years old. Well, <laughs> you know what? His 84 is better than my 36. You know what? I, he, he does. He does. I mean, assuming he doesn't have a drop off due to age or, I mean, just any substantial drop off. You know, he's a good faceoff guy. He's a good defensive forward. Mm-hmm. And he can score a little bit still. So, I mean, yeah. he's, he's worth some money. He's not, he's not worth what he, he's got I mean, great hands. God, he really not... does have good hands. He, he can yeah. pass the puck. Like there was rumors when he signed here, even after O'Reilly uh, was traded here the same day that they would still put Bozak with Tarasenko because his hands were so good, which they tried over the years and were successful at times. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, Ben, Ben, uh, Ben H three Oh one on the YouTube chat says, uh, 1.5 to 2 million for Bozak. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, they're just confirming what we said about, uh, let's see, uh, 4.5 for Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, Benish, the one says, uh, Matthew Kachuk recently bought a house pretty close to where I lives also, which is interesting. Yeah, I think uh, Matthew still has a house here or bought a house here, like he said. And I know Brady yep. still spends his summers here. I think he still lives with his dad. So, And they do. And, and, and they Chantal, do here, of course. Right. Don't they? Yeah. The, yeah. They were the actually just in town for uh, Synergy Hockey. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Synergy Hockey had their training camp, uh, one of their training camps over at uh, the Ice Zone. I think it was the Ice Zone recently. And uh, both Kachuk boys came out and uh, talked to the the kids that, that were attending the camp. So, yeah, they're still very active. Uh, I think I told the story about my great friend who's a listener of the show, Mike. His son um, was the one that was attacked by a bulldog uh, years ago. Actually, it was, I think it was last year maybe two years ago. I can't remember. God, time is just a bitch right now with COVID. I can't remember a year from two years ago. But anyway, um, I know the, the Kachuk boys came out and uh, and and saw him after he had had uh, his head bandaged up. So, yeah, they're still very active in the hockey community here, which is amazing. Uh, just love them for that. So uh, talking about the Blues not making any moves today, I don't. I don't think I mentioned uh, that. I, I. I. I'm perfectly fine with the Blues not making moves so far, based on what guys signed for uh, and what it would have taken to get them uh, here. Uh, I, I'm not overly upset about no moves yet. I mean, we, like I said, we got the Bushnevich, uh trade, which is fantastic. So that's part of. You know, it doesn't matter what day it happened. It happened last week. So what? It's just. Today, last week, doesn't matter. Um, so I, 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 but I do expect Armstrong to do something. Whether I mean, it's probably going to be a trade. I mean, you could sign Sod, which I'd love Sod for the right price uh, as a depth score guy. Um, if you have Bushnevich, uh, Sod, and make a trade to bring in a top six guy, uh, you know. Rumors are, you know, Kachuk's out there, um, which seems seems like a pipe dream. Uh, it's been just been rumored for so long, but yeah, I'm well, not, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not really, and all these people on, on social media that just flipping out about the Blues yeah. not doing anything. What's yeah. going on? Am I? Are you guys going to do anything let's, at all? Let's be honest like here. O'clock. Yeah, let's be honest here. Uh, the big move that I think the Blues were really going to try and make was Gabe Landeskog. 
You mentioned it. Resigned last night with Colorado at uh, eight years, seven million per fifty-six million total. So I think the Blues would have given him seven by seven. And last I heard, before that deal was signed, that that was the deal that the Avalanche gave him. They offered him seven by seven, and he said no. And for and and that was what the insiders were saying. Well, if they tack on that eighth year because they can, that's what's going to push him over the top. And that's, I think, is exactly right. I think that's what did it. I think when they finally said, okay, we'll give you eight years at seven, he said, okay, that's fine. Um, I would have I would have been fine with the Blues going eight on him. Yeah, seven, seven at eight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would Same thing. Yep, I would have too. I, I wonder if he would have done that. I think he would have at least had to have strongly considered it. But you got to figure other teams are probably doing it too. So at that point, you're probably either looking at other schematics of the deal or you're looking at what city you want to play in. I mean, it's the um, same total dollars. You get one less year on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Still sets you up pretty damn good for the end of your career. I mean, it doesn't. Um, I mean, but anyway, that, so that, I to, think that yeah. that to me was the the move that Armstrong was going to make. He's a he's a Baruby type player. Plus, you're plucking him from a central division rival. I just think that that would have made way more sense than anything. So when that happened last night, it was. Okay, what's plan B? Um, obviously, I think Jaden Schwartz was still in the back of their mind. Mike Hoffman clearly was one, uh, which rumors came out. Actually, not even rumors. Uh, the truth came out after he signed in Montreal that the Blues made offers. It just uh, wasn't enough, and uh, he ended up going to Montreal, like you said. Um, so there's a couple different, and we'll, we'll talk about forwards really quick. Schwartz, Hoffman. Blake Coleman, which we mentioned, signs with Calgary. That was another one that I think people were kind of hoping the Blues would look at. And then uh, Zach Hyman was a guy who he's the last week been rumored to go into Edmonton. He did go to Edmonton, but I think a lot of people were hoping maybe he'd consider St. Louis as well. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100%. Um, I saw the deals that went through today, and and I seriously, and we've said this on the show a million times, Doug Armstrong is not the best with contract signing. Um, lately, I think he's done a really good job. Um, but the Berglund contracts, even the, let's face it, the Bowmeister contract uh, was bad for the first five years, four years of that deal. Um, and we've seen other deals. I mentioned Derek Roy on Twitter. Uh, Steve Ott was another one. Just lots of bad signings in the past. Um but trades, that's his cup of tea. And so seeing him be quiet today, that does not bothers me. bother me. Again, it's July 28th. It's the opening day of free agency, and the season kicks off on October 16th. That is plenty of time for a trade specialist to go out and still dynamically uh, mess with the team's roster. I mean, look at the one move he's already made. That was a, by all accounts, that was a huge trade for the Blues offense. I think you're going to see maybe not that type of move, but you're going to see some more retooling. And I think by October 16th, we're all going to be kind of satisfied with what changes are made. It's just right now, people are freaking out for no reason. I I, I, I don't get it because I, I had to step away from social media today, which was. Unfortunate because you know that's that's where the pulse of all this 
chatter and, and, and rumors are. Uh, and I had to step away because I'm like, uh, just a constant stream of after at like three o'clock, people are like, just all pissed off for the blues, not doing anything. I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys. It's like, we're just a few hours into this and, you know, people already like, you know, proclaiming they're not going to watch this season or, or they're the, the, they, the, the team is, if we're not going to do anything. Let's rebuild. You know, it's like, my God, we're how many hours into this? And we've got, like you said, not until October before the season starts. I mean, there's, it's, it could take more hours. It could take days. It could take weeks before something happens. Um, yeah, you see guys flying off the radar, uh, flying off the off the board. You see a number of Blues players leave, which happens. I, I don't, you know, I, I guess, I guess it's a little unusual to have this many leave at one time, but that core was together. The, the core of this team was together for a long time. Uh, and I mean, Schwartz was here for 10 years. I, mm-hmm. I mean, how, how long do people expect some of these players to stay? Players don't stay in one Players staying in one place for 10 years is rare. You know, Petrangelo was here for 10 years, wasn't he? 10, about 10 years. Uh, Schwartz was 10. Uh, Tarasenko's approaching 10, right? I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. There's players move on, you know, and, and, uh, I've been, I've been a fan since the early eighties and it's just, you know, there's sometimes teams have turnover and sometimes players leave and you know what new favorite players always come along. Oh, it yeah. always happens. I mean, you retool, you restock. And again, it, it all matters on how you restock it. I mean, what you replace the players that leave, what you replace them with. That's it's a big deal, obviously. So I'm, but you know, Calm down, guys. Just calm the fuck down. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, I, it, 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 we got twenty million dollars after. Okay, say assuming Tarasenko gets traded, we have twenty million dollars in cap space. This is for a team that has said they're going to spend to the cap, which will be interesting how they do it now. But that's a lot of money, and they have a lot of money to spend. Trades can be made, moves can be made. They could sign Sod, make a trade. I, I just. I just don't get the the freak out right now on day well, one. Well, and and I said to you in our Discord chat today um, that you have to wonder if maybe at the end of the day, because we did hear Armstrong come out last week and say that, you know, basically he's told Tarasenko to prepare like you're a St. Louis Blue next season. Um, you have to wonder bringing in another Russian like Pavel Buchnevich, another guy who can carry the offensive load to a certain extent. Maybe that's a way to say, look, Vladdy, we're willing to work with you. We got another guy here, speaks your home language, can score goals, plays on the right side, can even play on your left side if you guys really want to give it a shot. Um, Let's, you know, here you go. Does this make you any happier? And if Vladdy is truly 100% on that shoulder, I mean, you're talking about still having one of the best offenses in the NHL if Tarasenko rounds back into form. So, and then you're talking about still having still having cap space at this point to go get a Braden Sod, to re-sign a Tyler Bozak, and make a trade here or there. I mean, again... July 28th, folks, there is no reason to be worried at this point. You know, there's still names available. Uh, it's I mean, just, and, and like we said, Tarasenko 
there's still a chance he's here next year, and there's still a chance he's still the player he used to be. I love I love the balls that that Armstrong has for suggesting that Tarasenko should prepare <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to play uh, with the Blues next season because it is a possibility, but I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, if it does, I, 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 okay. So you've heard there have been former players interviewed about this situation to say, they'll ask, oh, when a player asks to be traded and once out and there's there's some you know bad blood or whatever for various reasons uh you know what happened do you, and that do you want that guy back in the locker room the following season every one of them no you you got to move on from that guy a guy who doesn't want to be here and is is outspoken about it uh you got to you got to cut ties with that guy and which i understand but uh I do like the balls on Armstrong to say that because how bad does Tarasenko want out of here? If he wants out of here really bad and Armstrong says, I don't like the offers I'm getting from these, these teams that are on your list to go to, uh, you're going to have to expand your list. Or he could say, I have an offer from a team for you to go to here and I will make that trade. I'll get you out of here, but it's not on your list. So you got to expand that list. So he's got a, he's got, I mean, and I've said in the discord chat that, uh, People were saying that, oh, you know, Tarasenko holds all the cards. He does not hold all the cards. Armstrong, no. like you said, Jeff, does not have to trade him. And if and if Tarasenko wants out that bad, he's going to have to bend to uh, to get out of here. I mean, maybe. So we'll see. Well, and I think but it's I, I think it's also Armstrong showing that he knows the type of player Tarasenko is. And I think we all know this in St. Louis without actually being in the locker room. He's the type of guy that's October hits. He wants to play. So he's not going to hold out for a trade. He's not going to, you know, at least, I mean, maybe we're wrong here, but I feel like he's the type of guy who's going to say, all right, well, I hope the team doesn't hate me. I'm still going to show up for training camp. I'm still going to give it my all. I'm still going to play hockey. And I think Armstrong knows that, that he's not going to sit out and demand, okay, trade me now because I'm not playing for you. You're going to have to bench me and find me because I'm not going anywhere. And it's, I don't think he's that type of guy. And I think Armstrong knows that. So he's in a way calling his bluff, but he's also flexing to other NHL GMs saying, listen, he wants to trade out of here, but I know he's still going to play for me. So you got to up your ante boys. If you really want this guy, Hmm. just my thought, uh, some chatter in the YouTube chat. Um, Ben H three hundred one says, "I really want uh, Senko to stay. Um, I think a lot of people want him to stay, but I, they're saying it's just not going to happen. I mean, people yeah. that you know talk to him says it's not going to. I just can't go back. Um, uh, would the, I think the Blues would probably be a better team with him, uh, with a right-minded, you know, hundred percent Tarasenko, uh, because the return that we get for him, you know, wouldn't be you know fair value. Although." We'd have cap space then to go out and do something, but you know who can we, who can we get? Uh, ben H through one says, uh, "What would the Blues give for Kuznetsov?" I mean, they talked about Tarasenko, um, Tarasenko and what? Tarasenko and Costin. That's that's a it's an even money trade, uh, almost. I think Kuznetsov makes a little more, like a few hundred thousand more, like seven point eight something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, 
I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I want Kuznetsov, to be honest. I'd be interested, but yeah. I mean, part of me says I want to roll the dice on Tarasenko more than that. Well, it's not even so much Kuznetsov's uh, production. It's just the off-the-ice stuff you to deal with. I just don't. I don't know. Um. So we want to also mention a uh, defenseman that had signed today that we're kind of on at least Blues fans' radar. Ryan Suter, uh, Ian Cole were two guys that were moved today. And I, I did throw in our notes here, Kurt. Wanted to mention Chris Weidman, St. Louis boy. Uh, back in the NHL, signed a one-year deal today in Montreal, 750000 He was a part of that infamous Uber dash cam stunt where uh, he was recorded talking shit on the Ottawa Senators organization. He ended up getting involved, I think, in two trades later that year before having to sign in the KHL. Kind of blacklisted in the NHL. So, uh, good defenseman. I'd love to get Bill's take on this signing, but obviously he's not here. So, very happy for Chris Weidman coming back in the NHL. Hopefully he can prove himself again in Montreal and put all that shit behind him. But either way, uh, Ian Cole and Ryan Suter, two guys I think Blues fans were kind of looking at, the Ryan Suter contract, no thank you. Four <laughs> years, $14.6 million, $4.9 million AAV. How Holy is he shit. 36? 38? What is he? I think he's 36. 36. I think you're right. Uh, he uh, is uh, 36. 36. Yeah. Yep. yep. And he'll be 37 by um, in January. Yeah. So halfway so I, through the season. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's a lot. I mean, but, I would have considered two years, three years. I would have been. I would have said, okay, you better come super cheap. Uh, four years, absolutely not. No way. You would think. You would think with four years, uh, the AAV would be less. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. You, I mean, you would think that okay, if you're saying he's for two almost making years, five, then, and then he's getting the, he's making damn good money. He's getting that buyout money from uh, Minnesota too. What he's, uh, what's he somebody said, which I didn't believe at first. He's got a somebody, no movement clause. Yeah, you know that no movement. Yep, baloney. He got five is, million and four years and no movement clause. And uh, no signing. Oh, I got a signing bonus this year, but nothing after that. Jesus Christ! I don't. You can, they could buy him out, but they they can't move him. I don't understand Fuck. it. I um, Fuck. I man, I I respect him for getting the, the the maximum deal there. But somebody made a comment on Twitter that Ryan Suter is all about the money. He doesn't care about going to win now that he's gonna be making good money from Minnesota for the next what eight years or whatever it is. And I thought, oh, that's baloney. You're just pissed because he's not going to sign with your team. I saw this, and I'm like, holy shit. Okay, he's getting $5 million on top of the money he's making from Minnesota, and he gets a no-movement clause for four years. He doesn't think that that's going to strap the Dallas Stars at all to go win a cup. I mean, maybe there is a little something to that. Now, I don't, again, I don't blame him. If you can make all the money you can while you're still an active player, I'm all for it. Go do it. But it does now, seem weird that a guy gets bought out and he basically signs a max deal rather than, you know what? I'm just going to go play and win myself a cup. What's the, is there, isn't there a clause or a rule 
that when you buy someone out and they sign somewhere else, that new team absorbs some of that buyout? I don't know if that's I true. Thought they, I thought they were on the hook for a portion, uh, or I don't maybe I could be way off on that. You might be right, but, but I, I, don't, I don't. I thought I read that at one time where the the like they they are a certain percentage of it, then they then they they pay for that. I don't know, but either way, uh, that's yeah, a no movement clause plus just about five million for four years. I'm thinking two years, five million each. Okay, you know because of two years, but God, he's thirty eight. And uh, thirty six in four four years five million Jesus Christ, that's a, that's gonna be a bad contract. Yeah, oh yeah, can't move. That's it. gonna be one that another GM's gonna inherit in Dallas. It's gonna be like, God damn it, Jim Nil, what the hell were you doing? Thanks. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. Yep. I don't like Dallas anyway, so that's that's fine. Yep, I agree. But, uh, you know what? So they, 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 they spent. What was it? Uh, how many, like twelve million on goaltending or something like that? Uh, a while oh back? yeah, ten million on goaltending. Well, and they got yeah. three NHL goalies locked up right now. Now, granted, Ben Bishop uh, might be uh, might be done. Hopefully not. We'll see. But yeah, they got Bishop, Kudobin, and today they signed um, Braden Holtby. Holtby, yeah, for two million. So they've got uh, they have they have uh, ten and a quarter million wrapped up in goaltending. Again. Yeah. Well, that might change. Maybe they, maybe again, like I said, Bishop might retire. There's rumors of that, but it does seem odd that they're in that same situation again. <laughs> if he retires, he's leaving uh, about $10 million on the table. I think Arizona would gladly take on his contract. I think uh, uh, Colorado would gladly take on his contract too. Although mm-hmm. they, I mean, they're in a goalie. They're in a goalie. So I, I just. Well. If he Just doesn't retire, yeah, right. What I'm saying is that if I, I that can see I can see them making a trade where Dallas retains salary. How much do they have in cap space? Dallas, they've got uh, not none. a lot, <laughs> none, yeah, zero according to cap friendly. Yeah, so yeah, they that's really not can't surprising. Really, they can't really uh, retain salary if they move him. No, I don't know. That's, that, I mean, that's whatever. Unless Dallas they is, just move him for draft picks. Yeah, but. Right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Colorado taking him because Colorado's cap space can't be that much either, can it? No. No. Let's see. Look it up here. Colorado well, has well, they have eight, almost nine. Yeah, but they've got more contracts coming up, I think, next summer. So they I don't lot. see they them one, doing two, three, that. Four, five, six. They have yeah. seven UFAs and one RFA next summer. Yeah. Including uh Burkowski, uh, Comfer. Hmm. Yeah. Don't see that Kadri. happening. No, Comfer, no, I'm sorry. Kadri, which they probably let him walk, right? <laughs> oh, at this point, hell yes. Uh, so, uh, still available. You mentioned uh, Colorado. Well, Brendan Saad is one that we've already kind of talked about. Um, he uh, He's the New Jersey. So, according to uh, Pierre Lebrun, the New Jersey Devils made a strong pitch to Saad today, but uh, he has other offers on the table as well. Saad Camp is carefully sifting through it all. So uh, apparently he, and well, he is pretty much the biggest forward left on the board. So uh, the Blues want him. They're probably going to have to overpay for him. It'll be interesting to see what he signs for. And uh, Doug Day just pointed out in the YouTube chat that Colorado did sign Darcy Kemper, which we talked about earlier. I just, I forgot. Traded for so, Darcy Kemper. Yeah, he has one year left on his Kemper. contract. Right. And yep. uh, so there's that, that. But, I mean, 
Is he the answer there? Mm, no, but. Um, and then also add again, Tyler Bozak is also still available. So I think that that is two players that you might see in blues jerseys next year. We'll see. Well, uh, we're going to uh, go ahead and get to our friends over at Center Ice telling us about, well, we're telling you about how great their beer is. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. And we are back. Uh, so, Kurt, you've been mentioning comments throughout the show. Um, any more we should get to before we continue? Uh, yeah, there's a few in the Facebook chats. Um, let's see. Uh, Mary Woodruff Ponder <laughs> says, uh, happy birthday, Shay. Um, and uh, Nathan Kolda says, uh, Landeskog, uh, about Landeskog, so that put the abs... That put the Avs the advantage to go ahead and agree to give him that extra year. So they were talking about the in there. They were talking about the uh, the seven versus eight years. You know, can't yeah. do eight years unless it's a contract extension with the same team, right? That's true. So all of the teams come on for seven. So yeah, that gave them the ad for that. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, all right. Well, uh, and then also I had Derek in the um, in the YouTube chat says would argue that Kemper is the reason the Coyotes had our number last year. <laughs> He does yeah. look good against the Blues. Yeah, but I, I think you know Colorado has Cup aspirations. You know they they're and so I, is he a guy that can backstop them to a Cup? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Guess we'll find we'll, out. We'll find out. You never know. <clears throat> well, uh, we do have some more free agency slash draft slash trades that we want to talk about in our NHL rapid fire hockey tidbits. But before we get to that. Uh, the NHL has released its 2021-2022 regular season schedule. A uh, lot to get to, obviously, NHL.com. Check that out if you want to see some of the highlights for the schedule. But we're going to, since we're a blue show, we're going to talk about the blues and their big, uh, you know, the, the big games to, to kind of mark on your calendar. Uh, first of all, as we said in previous show, blues are back in the central this year, the true central Arizona joins them as well, so a rival from last season comes back over with the Blues, which I think all Blues fans are not happy about because Arizona just, seems to have their number, but there's just, been a lot of turnover this year, so maybe that won't be the case anymore. You know, even with the 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 interesting situation we had with Arizona last year, I just don't care about Arizona. I just I cannot bring myself to care about that team. I just can't. They're not <laughs> they're not interesting to me. I guess maybe once they get I don't know whatever. That's but they got wrap probably... around Yaskin baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who will get a video montage when uh, he returns to St. Louis? I'm sure he will. He damn well better. <laughs> uh, so Blues are back in the Central opening night. 
October 16th at Colorado. So uh, similar to last season, opening the season in Colorado. Home opener, October 23rd versus the Kings. And then, of course, the Winter Classic will be at Target Field in Minnesota on January 1st. Uh, the first meeting against uh, Jaden Schwartz, Vince Dunn, and the Seattle Kraken will be January 13th in St. Louis. So that'll be a highly anticipated game. I'm sure you can assume there will be uh, video montages for both Schwartz and Vince Dunn in that game. Uh, kind of forgot about the Winter Classic <laughs> with everything else going yeah. on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that'll be a nice little... Uh, uh, thing to look forward to in the middle of the season. I saw somebody, I think it was uh St. Louis game time. Uh, they put up like their highlights from the schedule and they put up Pat Maroon homecoming. And it was like, whatever it was like in February, I think when Pat Maroon and the lightning come and visit. And I thought, has he not been here since they've won the cup? But then I remember, and I'm like, no, they did because they gave him his, uh, cup ring when the lightning came to town after they won the cup. So yeah, they, they did. Yeah, he they has did. been here. So I, at first I thought, holy shit, it would be crazy if that's the first time he got his cup ring from St. Louis while he's won two more in Tampa. But no, that, that, uh, yeah, that definitely did happen in the shortened season two years ago. Adam Calgill on the YouTube chat says, JR has a story coming out soon about Tarasenko exclamation point. Oh boy. So I get, so I guess look for that. <laughs> and Derek says like... uh, white heritage jerseys for the Winter Classic. I hope. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be that. Um, I think that's kind of like a leaked thing. So white with the uh, white white the our, the white version of the old Winter Classics, more or less, probably with the stripes on the shoulders too. Woo, okay, so Rutherford's tweet: Going to sleep? Don't. I've got a Tarasenko story coming at the athletic uh, that you might want to stay up for. <laughs> he's God awesome. Damn it. He is awesome. Damn he you. knows he knows he's got the blues nation like on pins and needles. And if he says something, they're going to like jump at it. He's so cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm tweeting him right now and telling him we are live. <laughs> Talking about, And it, we yeah. don't want to, <laughs> don't want to not go live. If you're going to post this. <laughs> that's funny um okay, and, you sorry. Know, shout out to jr because uh through this entire offseason uh so far he has been on it uh, oh hell yeah some fantastic uh insight uh articles on what's going on uh so much information um and it's J rutherford if you're a blues fan rutherford alone is worth uh, the subscription for the athletic it's such you don't, you just don't get that info anywhere else. It's great. Uh, apparently Michael Russo from Minnesota is also tweeting. Stay up for my story. Uh, Pierre Lebrun is my lead. There's gotta, there's something going on here, folks. Uh, this is interesting for those of you listening on the podcast. Sorry. You probably already know what we're, <laughs> what we're yeah. talking about. This is a big deal. Uh, so let's keep talking until we hear more. Season <laughs> there finale. Goes, well, there's, there goes my sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to bed tonight. Sorry, work. <laughs> uh, season finale. And and we'll add, if something crazy does happen and we decide to close the show up, uh, join us over Discord, folks. Uh, we'll, we'll both – I'm not going to speak for Kurt. I'll jump on to Discord 
if something crazy happens tonight and uh, we can chat it out. If it doesn't take too long, I'll be on there. Yep. Uh, so again, season finale, uh, April 29th versus the Vegas Golden Knights. So I was looking at this and I thought it was funny because I'm like all of these big moments with the exception of the cracking game that I listed all were rivals from last season in the West division. So your finale, the winter classic, the home opener, opening night, all teams that were in the West division. So none of those against the Blackhawks, which I thought was interesting. But just how the just I, I, how the cookie crumbles. I'm almost annoyed that our season opener is against the Avalanche again. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to, you know, not have that stress <laughs> of how we're going to look <laughs> against the Avalanche. Yeah, because yeah. there's going to be some turnover again this year, so it should be interesting. Oh, uh, the latest on. Well, I'm not going to. The, the the headline for Rutherford's article is the latest on Blues and Vladimir Tarasenko. Source uh, says trade value is decreasing. It's time to move him. So, and there's a article about it. So, uh, if you want to read it, then you're not a subscriber. Subscribe and read it. <laughs> uh, I am. Well, I get to read it. Yeah, yeah, me too. And you should be too if you're uh, interested in the athletic. Definitely. Um, yeah, we'll just say the the biggest point on that story was. Uh, the Blues are only further just diminishing Tarasenko's value by hanging on to him this long. This is some source, apparently, that, that Rutherford has, which, I mean, the source, I'll uh, give Rutherford credit and say he has to know more than me, but I wonder how much how true that is because I look at it as the opposite, that forwards are going quick. So if you want to improve your forward depth, how many are left at this point? That's the way I see it. Right. How many forwards are left, but also to to counter that as well, that there are less teams maybe interested because they've already acquired a guy to help them. That's a good point. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's that too. And maybe that's what they're getting at to some degree. Um, the, I, whatever. I, I, in the end, I think – I, I've, I've, I've come to terms with the, the idea that we're not going to get a lot for him that I, yeah. I, I was of that opinion a while back and I almost yep. didn't care as long as we had that cap space to then go out and improve the team with his money. It, Cause it, essentially if you trade Tarasenko for eh, you know a prospect or a pick, a couple picks, whatever, uh, no big deal. Um, not fair return for him necessarily, but then you take his money and go sign somebody or, or, or sign a trade for somebody and use his cap money to pay them. Then that's, that's kind of the part of the deal, you know? So it's not, you're not just losing Tarasenko for uh, next to nothing. You're also getting his cap space, which can turn into something else too. But I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we love you, JR. You're our favorite uh, friend of the show, true friend of the show. Uh, but his tweet, the latest in the Blues and Vladimir Tarasenko source says trade value is decreasing. It's time to move him. I mentioned him on the show last week. I think Kyle Foxton, KFox9611, he, uh, he quote tweets him and says, well, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's good stuff. Okay. <laughs> it's very it's very matter of fact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle is. I like Kyle. Kyle's a good follow. Uh, yes. Twitter. He's a, 
He just, he's very, it doesn't say a lot, but when he just says something, it's worth reading. <laughs> yes, it's usually pretty damn funny. Uh, so rapid fire hockey tidbits. I feel like we should have a sound effect for this, like a NHL 94 slap shot or something. Um, you know what, Kurt vamp for me for a second. Oh, sure. Um, so, uh, I think the athletic was actually running a special a while back. I'm not sure if it's still running, but, uh, it was a dollar a month, which is uh, crazy cheap. And that's the deal I got in on. For the athletic, why am I running an athletic commercial here right now? <laughs> I like uh, how that's your yeah. vamp. <laughs> <laughs> My vamp is a commercial for a non-paying uh, company. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I they had a deal where it was a buck a month, and I I I subscribed a while back for that. Um, I was a subscriber before, and then I just kind of re-upped at that rate, so that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know what they're charging right now, but uh, I don't know if it's like three, five, six bucks a month, whatever. But it's worth it. Um, Stuff Rutherford releases stuff all the time. There's some good stuff there for other hockey teams as well and uh, and other sports. So uh, if you're not well, a subscriber, check it out. Well, damn it! I did used to have a slap shot sound on my uh, on my computer, but I don't have it. So I'm just gonna go with this. That would be the NHL '97 theme. Oh. <laughs> well, if you're gonna go themes, go '94. Well, that's the only one I could find in short notice. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. uh, I didn't know what that was. I, I didn't have. A, I had '97 was for the PC. I didn't play it that much. Huh. Oh, there it's starting over. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's gonna be our sound effect for this. God damn it! Not what I wanted. Uh, rapid fire hockey tidbits. Uh, first of all, let's talk about Bills Montreal Canadiens. They drafted Logan, I think it's Mayu, might be Melu, Mayu. Are you sure it's Mailox? Mailux. I think it's Mailux. Mailox? Mailux? Mailox. 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 He basically asked to not be drafted. Uh, (laughs) Mayu was playing for SK Leon in Sweden's third division last year when he was fined by a Swedish court. After he was convicted of charges related to sharing without her consent, a photo of a woman performing a sexual act. Uh, he basically told teams before the draft, do not draft me. Basically, I need to get my shit in order, um, which I will say is is fairly mature of him to to request that. Say, mm-hmm. don't do this. Uh, don't draft me. But then for the Canadians to just go and do it with their first round pick. And let's also add Mark Bergevin was a member. He's a GM of the Canadians. He was a member of that 2010 Chicago Blackhawks team uh, that uh, looked the other way on sexual abuse of a player. Uh, He was part of management. And then he went on to be the Canadians GM shortly after. So he was already under fire for something similar. And then they go and draft this kid. Did, uh, did what you hear the what, fuck uh, are you doing? <laughs> I know. Did you hear what Bergevin said about uh, why he drafted? He said the talent drop off between him and our next highest rated guy was too great to not draft this guy. I don't fucking care. I don't either. I don't either. I don't I, fucking I, I don't, care. The next guy could have been somebody who plays in my league 
and I would still say, <laughs> draft the guy in my league. Uh, what the fuck are you? What are you? What are you proving to young females who have had this kind of thing happen to them? Uh, what are you proving to kids? What are you? It's it's just it's awful. It is. It was the wrong decision, and Arizona made a terrible decision last year in their draft. They rescinded it and basically said, we're not going to sign them. Montreal sticking to their guns here. I know that they issued an apology today. They tried to hide it, try to slide it in during free agency, but uh, it's, it's not, it's, it's a terrible move. It was a terrible look. I don't know why the fuck they did this. You know what? It's not hard to, to maintain good PR. Nowadays, just don't do dumb shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And uh, they went and did a dumb thing. So I just, I don't. And I'll add, I think if if you hold off and, and I know that you wanted him, he was on your draft board, but if you hold off and wait to try and draft him until the third round, this is still a big deal, but it's not nearly as big of a deal because those, those rounds don't get the coverage the first round does. Just a terrible terrible move by the canadians and uh i think you're gonna start seeing some heads roll in montreal after this this was this was just a bad call yeah maybe maybe they uh maybe they they walked all big dick into the room uh since they went to the final and they figured they can do whatever they want yeah very possibly (laughs) well uh some trades to some trades to announce um, there's been a lot of them. Um, I, we don't need to touch on all of these, but, uh, Columbus trades, uh, Cam Atkinson to Philadelphia for Jakob Voracek, which I only mentioned that one because, uh, Voracek was rumored to be one of the ones that Philadelphia was trying to move to get Tarasenko. So clearly that did not happen, but they still end up moving him to Columbus. Uh, Sam Reinhardt rumored to be coming to St. Louis. Well, he goes from Buffalo to Florida uh, in the deal. The Panthers traded Devin Levy. Levy. Uh, I think he's related to Eugene, maybe his son. I don't know for sure. Are you, being, are you making uh, a joke or are you serious? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am joking. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm hoping that's true. And <laughs> I hadn't heard that. <laughs> he has very large eyebrows. Eugene he... <laughs> Levy. Oh, yeah. His best work was in Splash, I think. Don't you? Oh, for sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they also got a 2022 first-round pick. Um, Want to talk about Chicago. They did some stuff, uh, let's just say. So they acquired, overall, they acquired Tyler Johnson, Tampa Bay's 2023 second-round pick, Marc-Andre Fleury, Seth Jones, Columbus's 2021 first round pick and Columbus's 2022nd 2022 6th round pick. Um so in exchange the Lightning for uh Tyler Johnson, they received uh Brent Seabrook's contract. Uh Mark Andre Fleury literally went for nothing after winning the Vezina Trophy uh this past season. And then uh, Chicago sent Adam Boquist, who a lot of people believe is going to be a pretty good NHL talent, uh, a 2021 first rounder and a 2021 second rounder and a 2022 first rounder uh, for uh, uh, Seth Jones to Columbus. So 
Uh, and then they signed Jones to an insane deal where he's making 9.5 AAV for the next eight years, seven years, something like that. Uh, I don't remember exactly the number, but I mean, ho, okay. <laughs> lot, lot to break down oh. here, but the one yeah, that got nine, me nine was, and a half for, sorry, I'll, I'll he's making nine and a half for, oh God, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years. Eight years. Yep. Yeah. And that oh, starts man. not this year, but next. Yeah. Yeah. He's still got one year left on his deal. And he's, yeah. uh, he's, uh, 26. So he'll so. be 30. I mean, 35, 35 when that contract's up. Shit, yeah. Yep. So yeah, you know what? We're already talking about that. Let's go ahead and talk about that. That was, uh, so they trade Duncan Keith and then they moved, uh, Brent Seabrook's contract, which is going to be LTIR for the lightning. And then they just go and get themselves back right into cap hell with another defensive contract. Uh, interesting move by Stan Bowman. I Seth Jones is a fine defenseman and he is going to look great in a Blackhawks Jersey. I'm sure, but it's, it was a puzzling move to see him make such a big trade in a rebuild. This team's still trying to rebuild. And then he moves their, their top, one of their top prospects Two first rounders and a second rounder. Whew, that's a lot. And then, <laughs> and then Mark Andre Fleury, which okay, yeah. they gave up nothing to get him. Which I will say, I hate those trades. I hate the oh, we're just going to send this player and draft picks to you, and you're just going to give us nothing. I think that is pff, it's a cop out to me. But uh, so they get Mark Andre Fleury. Now there's rumors that he might retire because he, he didn't does. want to leave Vegas. I hope he does. What's that? I hope he does. I hope he does too. Never retires. Never retires. That'd be great. But let me ask you, if that happens, and I think we talked about this a little bit earlier on the uh the Discord chat, um, does the, the cap recapture penalty does that go to Vegas or does that go to Chicago? I think retires. it goes to Vegas. But man, I hope it goes to Chicago. <laughs> I don't know. You would think you would think Chicago would have some kind of clause in that trade where if he retires, then something would happen. They would yeah. get compensation or something. Oh man! Oh wow, Derek. Sorry, Derek in the YouTube chat. I have an Atkinson jersey and a Voracek jersey. Whoa, boy! <laughs> <laughs> Can you get those swapped? Possibly. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah. There's a couple of comments about Tarasenko. Uh, uh, Div by Zero says, if we aren't getting much for him, then he shouldn't be traded. I'm sorry, but trading an, at an all-time low makes no sense at all. If he is healthy, play him and let him raise his value on the ice. Agree. I get 100%. that sentiment. I do. Uh, but not if you have something you want to do and you need the cap space for. So I, it depend, It all depends on what else is going on in Armstrong's mind and what he has lined up, uh, if anything. So I think, I think not getting a fair value for him is okay. If what you want to pull off is pretty fantastic. So we'll see. Uh, so I, I have to disagree with a tweet here cause I'm still trying to what? follow the whole Tarasenko thing. I know. Disagree something, with on something on Twitter. Is inaccurate oh. that you disagree with what? Well, and it's, it's a guy that I 
I don't like to, you know, he does a fine job with what he does. Uh, Thomas Welch. Uh, he says, there's two teams still interested in Vladdy, and Doug is asking for too much in return. Do the thing, Doug, and no one's going to blame you for getting fleeced in a scenario where you have absolutely zero leverage. It's time to move on. Uh, completely disagree. I think Armstrong still has all the leverage. He does. Um, he has leverage, sure. He has all the leverage because he get again, he's just easily going to tell Tarasenko, you want to be traded? Okay, well, uh, I can't find you a team in your list that's willing to give me what I need. You're going to be a blue next season unless you expand your list or, you know, something else gives. Uh, it's up to you. I think I think this is still completely in Doug Armstrong's court because Armstrong because Tarasenko's again he's not going to sit out. I don't see that happening. Uh, I I don't know. See, you know, it's it's interesting what has come out uh, about Tarasenko since this whole thing uh, went down. Uh, you hear people talking, people that are kind of in the know, you know, former players and and whatnot, the people that are on the team uh, about how, you know, Tarasenko wasn't the easiest guy to get along with, for example. Um, uh, and and not the best teammate, for example. And I'm like, really? Because, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that because on the ice, seems like a pretty good teammate. He's always couldn't be happier uh, when they score and it's not him. You know, he's just happy as can be for the other guy who scores. Um, and... You know, he always says the right things to during interviews and things. Always very complimentary of the crowd um, and his teammates. Um, never really spoke with the media, though, uh, aside from, like, being interviewed, uh, like, as a star of the game or whatever. He didn't really talk after games too much, did he? I can't recall him. It was, it was always O'Reilly or somebody else. Um I don't know. I, I it just it just it's just weird hearing that stuff come out, and then it's like, okay, well, if we do bring him back, you know, you talk about like cancers and stuff, or bad people who are bad for the locker and bad for the team. It would this be a bad enough situation where you absolutely didn't want to bring him back? And you know, a, a couple months ago, I would have said no, but now I'm I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm wondering about what kind of player he is because i mean he puts up a good he puts on a good face for the crowd and and on the ice but uh maybe he's not the easiest guy to get along with in the locker room so and if the team knows he doesn't want to be there uh and they might question his heart on the ice because of that reason i don't know i that's that's a, that's a really touchy situation um uh, and but it's happened with players before players demand trades during the season for example and they play so, I mean, it happens. Well, and that's that's my point, too, is I think if Tarasenko, and, and that's maybe that's just the conversation Armstrong needs to have with him, is, listen, if you really want to get the fuck out of here, you got to up your game because I'm not just going to trade you for spare parts. Like, you're a, you're a big part of this team. If you're going to be traded, I'm getting something in return. Right now, your trade value has never been lower. So you need to go out there at the start of the season and prove you're worth something. That's the way I look uh, at it. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's such a tough situation. And I think if you're Armstrong, if you have a decent offer, you move him. I maybe and who knows what Armstrong has actually been offered. But uh, uh, if he doesn't like it, it's like I don't know. I, it's it's such a 
it's such an interesting thing because like I said earlier in the show, former players who have been talked talked asked this question about the same issue, and they've said, uh, you know, guys who don't want to come back, you got to get them out of there. You know, they don't want to play for you, you got to get them out of there. And uh, I understand that, but then I also stand understand. Uh, I I think if Armstrong were to be telling Tarasenko that Jeff, I gotta assume it's just him playing chicken with our with Tarasenko. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got, I got, I got to think it's that. I mean, I don't, from everything you hear, it's like the, the situation can't be repaired. And I don't know if you want that in the locker room. No, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, so a couple uh, signings of note. Well, we mentioned the trade with Darcy Kemper earlier, but overall the Avalanche traded a 2022 first round pick and defenseman Connor Timmons, who was in their um, bottom four, I guess. Uh, but so they lose Ryan Graves and Connor Timmons this year, which is a little bit of their depth on defense. Um, signings of note. Uh, so I want to go ahead and since we mentioned that Seattle, Philip Grubauer, who I want to punch in the face so dearly. Uh, he signs <laughs> with the Seattle Kraken, which is another reason for me to root against the Kraken. Uh, six years, $35.4 million, which is a 5.9 AAV. Um, so interesting to see the goalie shuffle. Uh, I guess, well, now you can say in the Central Division because Grubauer leaves. Uh, Colorado was kind of without a goalie at a point, and they went out and got Darcy Kemper today. Might want to say it's a it's a panic move, but at the same time, I think Darcy Kemper's a very capable goaltender as long as he can stay healthy. But uh, interesting to see Grubauer move on, which I think a lot of people thought, just kind of assumed he would return to Colorado. Yeah, had a great year last year too. Um, and with with you know cup aspirations, you know you let your 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 number one go uh, and bring in Kemper. I mm, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, interesting too with uh, Group Hour and his comments after the series and everything, and and now Dunn and Schwartz on the team. Uh, I, I you gotta wonder how. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's not a you know, you're, they're teammates now, so water under the bridge. But uh, I'm sure that it probably crossed Schwartz and Dunn's minds. Like, huh, that guy, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, other signings of note, Braden Point re-signs with Tampa. Eight years, $76 million at $9.5 million AAV, which just adds to their cap trouble coming up. Uh, and then I also want to add uh, real quick, uh, friends of the St. Louis Blues is what we'll call them. Brian Elliott, uh, he is now the backup in Tampa, one year, 800000 And then uh, Carter Hutton in Arizona signs a one-year, $750,000 contract, which is kind of a prove-it deal for him that he belongs in the NHL, which we all as Blues fans will say he does, but I think Sabres fans have another story just because the Sabres have been so awful since he signed there. If you, if you base uh, whether or not a player deserves to be in the NHL on how they play in Buffalo, no <laughs> Buffalo players deserve to play in the NHL. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly <laughs> doesn't belong in the NHL. No, 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 not at all. Yep. Did you, did you skip over a Carolina signing or did you say that, say that for last? Uh, yeah, I, I figured we'd save that. So if okay, you want to talk about it now, we can. I kind of do. I okay. Do. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, so Carolina, uh, signs, uh, Tony D'Angelo to a one-year contract. Uh, I didn't, yeah, uh, I didn't see what the money was on that. 
Yeah. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Uh, the guy is, I mean, I, I'm, you know, okay. So the guy's a, just a piece of shit player. He's a, he's an awful player, awful person. Uh, and Carolina, who is like uh, trailblazing as far as uh, uh, unity and acceptance and, you know, uh, uh, they, they, they always have the best uh, uh, social media stuff for Pride Nights and, and hockey is for everyone kind of thing. Uh, and they bring in a guy who is like against all of that. It's just kind of like, I mean, I get Carolina's like, oh, yes, we're accepting for everyone. We'll bring you in. No, no, that's not the way it works. <laughs> don't don't uh, don't uh, act like don't don't bring him into the fold. Uh, this guy, I mean. He's uh, abusive officials. Uh, is uh, uh, what do he do? He uh, um, uh, fought his uh, fought his goaltender uh, in, a, hey, in a game, uh, and uh, he got in punched game. in the face by a teammate. Punched in the face by the goalie, and he got in a fight with yeah. him. Yeah, uh, by stuff he said, and he's uh, he's a, he's I mean, he's a racist. He's a he's an idiot. Um, and, and it's not just one or two incidents. He's had incidents like this uh, all throughout his uh, hockey career, uh, all the way back to juniors. So it's just, I don't know why they would do this. Um, and the Rangers gave him one more shot and said, you know what? Straighten up or you're gone. And then what does he do? He fights uh, his goalie. So it's like, you know, asshole. And, and they waved him. And they and it's just, I don't get it. I mean, uh, the guy's character is awful. I mean, it, it, didn't they say today too that uh, uh, his character is uh, supported, like, People are vouching for his character, uh, like former players. I'm like, yeah, Michael, Michael, fight? Mike Rupp. Actually, let me uh, let me find him real quick. He tweeted something today that which I completely disagreed with. Um, uh, just a friendly reminder that every teammate of Tony D'Angelo that I have ever spoken to thoroughly enjoyed him as a teammate. Some people can't help themselves in trying to vilify him to fit their agenda. Let's move on now. Uh, no, Mike Rupp. Uh, let's not fucking move on. Uh, just because you got punched in the face a million times as a fucking NHL player doesn't mean that you really know what's going on in the NHL locker rooms. And you don't. We don't either. One hundred percent agree. We don't either. But the guy has gotten in fights with teammates. I mean, you can't claim that every team. So clearly, you have not talked to Yorgiev in. <laughs> yeah, on the Rangers, right. you know, yeah, know right? clearly you didn't talk to any of his Rangers teammates. Cause I bet he wasn't the only one that felt that way. I mean, uh, that he, shit drives me he's crazy. Been, Shut he's, up. He's been suspended for violating the homophobic, racist, and sexist language policy. Uh, he physically assaulted an official was suspended for that. Um, he has maturity issues. He has behavioral incidents uh, on record and uh, he attacked his own goalie. He got in a fist fight with a teammate. Um, he's also kind of stupid uh, with comments he makes on social media about various things. So uh, I can't think of a worse guy to bring into a locker room, honestly. Um, yeah. Vouching for his character or whatever. The, it's, it's absurd. I mean, and this happened in 2014, 15, 17, 20, and 21. It's not just a one incident that he's that yeah, happened it, 10 years ago. It, this it's, is it's a- like all throughout his... It's just it happens. It, it, it reminds me again of that, and I, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the the Coyotes draft pick last year, who the Coyotes said, "Oh, he's learned the error of his ways," but it was like, no, 
there's clear evidence that for the last 10 years, this has been going on where he was bullying a kid with special needs. And it's like, he ha- obviously has not learned. Don't tell us he's learned because he hasn't. It's the same thing with D'Angelo. This is a this is a repeat thing. It keeps happening. So clearly, he has not learned from his past transgressions. Yeah, I mean, he, he's one of those guys that if the booze were brought in, I'd be pissed. You know, I'd be upset. Oh, I would have too. For free. You know, just to sign. That's, I, I, that's one guy that I would root against if he was in a blues jersey. Yeah, it doesn't happen too often, but uh, I, I'm with you. I, I would just not. And I can't wait to move on from him. You know. Yeah, so. I would. I would say I don't care how fucking good he plays. I don't care if he scores a hundred goals. I don't want him on this roster. That's just a guy and, I don't and, want in the locker room. Anybody that's I don't want him supporting. I don't want him being a a an idol for children. I just don't want that. No. Yeah, I, I'm not going to root for for this piece of shit. You know, I to I, I don't want to do that. And anybody that's that's like on board saying, oh, he's you know he's uh, he's a good guy. You know, you don't know him. I know a guy who knows a guy. He's a good good guy, good character. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Agree. Well, um, anything else to get to here, Kurt? As we uh, start to wrap up the show. Uh, um, Derek says, I love how we state fighting your own teammate as an example of bad behavior. <laughs> and he laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> that is a great point. <laughs> uh, but you know what, though? Again, that wasn't a we're losing. We're pissed off that we're losing. That was a from all accounts that I've heard. That was a this dude's a piece of shit. He needs to be punched in the face. Yeah, I that mean, wasn't the case with Bortuzzo and Sanford, who, by the way, are still teammates. Nobody was bought out. Nobody was traded. That was just a team thing that happened. I don't know. And and again, Carolina has been such a model organization for uh, you know uh, the inclusiveness um, aspect of hockey, and. This is just this this um, people that you know become Hurricanes fans that are you know uh, uh, probably uh, type of people that uh, D'Angelo can't stand. <laughs> yeah, know, and probably um, these people uh, don't like don't approve at all of what he's done. So it's just a, a, friend, it's a weird of, thing. A friend of the show. I I'm drawing a blank on his last name, but we had him on when we talked about uh, the Edmondson and Falk trade. His name's Omar. Uh, he's of Egyptian descent. Um, yes, he was with the the uh, the podcast. Uh, right? like Red Red Rampage. Yes, is that it. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're wow. right. I pulled that one out of my ass. Omar, I still follow him on Twitter, and he was tweeting today about how awful this is and how it makes him not want to support the team. And yeah. I 100% get that. Like he's this dude's a bigot, and you're gonna bring him into your locker room. I mean, yeah. good lord! Yeah, I mean, what does I say to all the fans you brought into the arena uh, with your inclusive, uh, uh, you know, uh, message over the past so many years? You know, you you, you brought a lot of fans in, and now you're bringing this guy in. It's like what? Yeah, you you expect these fans to cheer for this guy? I mean, I don't sense. get it. I don't get it. Uh, well, uh, anything else, Kurt? Uh, Ken Morris said, uh, did not Sanford and Bortz have a fight in practice? Yeah, that was 
uh, over something that was it ever said what it was about? It was frustrations from the, the play, it was just frustration. the team mainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't anything personal. It was just a, a frustrations being let out on on the, in practice, and uh, so. I mean, shit. I, I don't. I, I, fought, I don't read too much into that. I fought my own teammate before, um, which was ridiculous. But just, in the heat of the moment, man, you just you. It happens. Yeah. But again, with with this, this was, this was not a heat of the moment situation. This was from like all accounts off the ice too. This was like. A locker room area. They were leaving the ice. They were getting yeah. off the ice, I believe, when it happened. Yeah. So it wasn't anything from just, you know, frustration about whatever, and then it, something didn't go right on the ice, and somebody gets pissed. It's afterwards. It's something. Something was said. So. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, I guess we're gonna start wrapping up here, folks. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life. The world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by visiting Dustin. I'm sorry, by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. That's 636-393-8745. And by... Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That will do it for episode 46 of season nine of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We had a blast doing it. The show as always. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, Adam Cowgill, by the way, says, uh, great show as always, boys. See y'all at center ice soon. Hell yeah, Adam. We will. Sounds good to me. Uh, for Kurt Price and the On Assignment Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. I don't know what we're worried about. There's a handshake deal in place for Tarasenko. Agreed upon last month. It's going to happen. Oh, good God. Here we go again. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.